Coffee isn't just a drink, it's who you are. We are Little Green Hive, and we're here to serve that perfect cup of coffee made just for you. We're women-owned and locally sourced. Our mission is to provide the best product for our customers, as well as strengthen our community. From fair trade coffees and teas, to breakfast, lunch, and smoothies, we have everything you need to start your day off right. Come visit us in downtown Roanoke, Grandin Village, and now at the Daleville Town Center, Little Green Hive, because coffee is personal. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Hometown Stories. It means a lot to us. If you like what you hear, we'd love it if you shared us with a friend, left us a review, or subscribed to Hometown Stories. That way, you basically get first dibs as soon as we release a new episode. You can also email us at hometownstories at wdbj7.com. We'd love to hear your hometown story. Okay, now let's get back to the episode. Bookstores across the country recently celebrated Independent Booksellers Day, and what a celebration it has been. Many indie bookstores had to do some hard pivoting during the pandemic to meet the needs of their customers. But so many in our hometowns are thankful to once again be inviting people back into their special spaces. In this episode of Hometown Stories, we chat with sellers at three local bookstores to get a sense of what it's been like these last two years and the things they think make their shopping experience unique. In an interview that originally appeared on the WDBJ7 Plus digital news desk, we hosted a virtual book club with Sarah Allen of Givens Books in Lynchburg, Randy Shell of Oracle Books in Woodville, and Deshanta Hairston of Books and Crannies in Martinsville, Virginia. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Digital News Desk. Hi. Hello. So first of all, uh, this lovely little book community here, I'm going to go around the room and just ask each of you how you got into the book selling business and have you tell us a little bit about your store. So Sarah Ellen, let's start with you. Okay. Um, Sarah Ellen in Lynchburg at Gibbons Books, Little Dickens. I have been here almost seven years. And so I just started out moved to the area, needing a job, but I've grown up loving books. I mean, going to the library and all that. So of course this place caught my eye. So I just stopped in, they happened to be hiring. And so I just, I don't know, I fit really well with the family here. Uh, it's a family owned business and all the other staff. So it was just so much fun just to grow in this store and see it, you know, develop through the years. And of course, these last few years has been interesting. But um, yeah, so I've been here almost seven years, and I'm now store manager. And it's just a lot of fun. So um, the store, though, has been around a long time. Like I said, it's a family owned business. So it's a second generation around for 44 years. So it's been around for a while. And um, we're a bookstore, toy store, as well as education. So new and used books. So it really covers everybody loving to come to our area here. Fantastic. Well, we are excited you are here, Sarah Ellen. You brought up a good point about the pandemic. Randy, I'm going to throw that question with you as, as well as your introduction, how you got into the book selling business. You can tell us a little bit about that and also kind of what the last two years have been like for you guys. Sure. You know, I opened up a bookstore about three and a half years ago, Oracle Books in, in uh, Whitfield, Whitfield uh, Virginia. Um, you know, and I'd always, you know, it was actually, it's a second career for me. I'd always wanted to have a, a used bookstore. It was, it was kind of a dream of mine. And so when I got the opportunity to do so, and I happened to be passing through a little town in, in uh, Appalachia and thought, this is a great town, you know? Um, 
And um, I moved here not knowing a soul and decided I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a bookstore. Um, I was lucky in the fact that when I was raised, you know, we didn't have TV until I was in high school. And my parents were avid readers and they were always buying me books. They were taking us to the library and they really instilled a love of books into me. And so um, I just had this dream of doing it. And so finally the opportunity came when I was, um, you know, retired from, from uh, and thought, you know what, it's time to do it. If I don't do it now, I'm not going to. So I opened up a general used bookstore in a small town and it was one of the best decisions I ever made. I absolutely love it. My timing was not the best. I opened up in right before COVID hit, but um, we've we've survived it and we've done well. And I've been lucky in that the, the town is a very close community. They've been very supportive and uh, it's just been a wonderful experience and I, and I absolutely enjoy it. Uh, and so excited to have you here and it's so cool to see you kind of fulfill a dream that you had. Uh, Deshanta, we'll go to you next, Books and Crannies in Martinsville. I'll have you introduce yourself and then also throw in this question out. I know everybody hates this question. If you had to pick a favorite book that you've ever read, What's your favorite book? You would give me that question. <laughs> but um, so I am Deshanta. I'm um, Books and Crannies in Martinsville, Virginia. And we've been open since 2016. Um, I actually opened the store um, based off of winning a grant. I've always loved books. And I used to really love going into our local bookstore um, when we had Walden Books in the mall a long time ago. Um, and I used to go to the bookstore every weekend. And as an adult, I just really missed having like a local bookstore to be able to shop in. And um, I saw this grant opportunity. I went for it and decided to, you know, try to get a bookstore in town. And I ended up winning the grant and we've been open since then. Um, but my favorite book, geez, um, it's going to be really hard to just pick one. But um, I'll say... I'm forever a Harry Potter fan, so the entire Harry Potter series is always going to be one of my favorites, and book number four out of the series is my favorite, so I'll go with that. I know it's so hard. I know people hate that question because it's like, you can't just pick one. <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys joining us here today. So Sarah Ellen, kind of going back to the point about the pandemic, um, you know, I think it's no secret that the threat of some of those big box stores and online retailers um, have been kind of scary for independent sellers. Um, how have you guys had to pivot during the last two years? And, and what did you learn during the course of the pandemic about being an independent bookseller? Oh, yeah, definitely. One of the big things was just, like you said, being able to pivot and change things like we normally did. We did um, a lot of curbside. That was one thing that we'd never really done. Um, and that was a new thing, as well as even online orders with us. So that was something these big box stores have done for a while. We hadn't done really a lot of books online. It was more local in store. So we had actually, thankfully, just set up to be able to sell online in the fall right before it. So we kind of had a little bit of a foot in. So that really helped us. So we, our lady who had set us up with that, Angie, she did a phenomenal job getting us set up for when this unforeseeable thing kind of came around the corner. So online sales for us definitely grew, but that was something that we all had to like learn something new. And so we had to change and do things a little bit differently. Um, but we also had wonderful customers doing that curbside, which was wonderful. I mean, I can think of one customer that she found a new author. She had never read um, Agatha Christie. And so she's like, oh, she has so many books. I can keep, she was like, I want to keep you in business. So I'm going to keep reading her stuff. 
So she would like pick up one book and give us the list of the next ones that she wanted to order. Cause she was like, I want to keep you here. So it was customers like that, that just really helped us through the pandemic. Um, just the kindness, but also just the way they wanted to support, even if it was just one book at a time for one month, you know, it was really great. That's such a great story. And gosh, if you pick Agatha Christie, you'll be reading for a long time, which is exactly. nice, right? Yes, yes. Uh, Randy, I know you kind of mentioned the community there and kind of how you, you, you came into Withville and found that little community there. During the, the course of the last two years, you know, you mentioned your, your timing might have uh, presented you with a little bit more challenges, but what did you learn about your community, um, you know, in the last two years? And, and I know that the independent bookstores can kind of be more than just a retail space. Um, how do you feel that you have been able to, you know, get to know and interact with your community in the last two years? Well, there's been a lot of surprises. Um, since I was originally not from this area, it, it was hard to figure out, okay, what kind of books are people going to want to read? Because one of the dangers of running a bookstore is you tend to collect the stuff that you like, okay? But if you wanna sell books, you have to have the stuff other people like. Um, and there's been quite a few surprises. For, inst for instance, um, poetry has been a huge seller for me. Um, which is not something I would have expected in a rural Virginia community, but it's been huge. History, of course, has been has been a huge seller. Um, the community here is a is a, a um, very diverse community in terms of what people read and what they like. And so it's been pretty much whatever I put up on the shelves. People want to talk about it. You know, what is this? You know, what is this about? Um, a lot of people in this area prefer to have a personal interaction more so than than uh, ordering on Amazon or one of those other online companies. And so we try to make it a real personal experience when they come in, come in here. We talk about what they like, what they don't like. We mention recommendations to them and say, hey, have you ever read this? Why, why don't you do it? And if I've got a cheap paperback, sometimes I'll throw in a cheap paperback with an order and say, hey, read this author. You'll like them. And, uh, and by doing so, we've really built up a great following of regular customers who come in every week. Um, and of course, we also, it's word of mouth. And that's a lot of the way we do our business is simply word of mouth. Deshanta, how about you? What have you found from your um, community in the last couple of years that you talked about kind of b building up over the last couple of years uh, from from receiving that grant and kind of fulfilling that dream? What what, are, what have you been able to notice about the community that you've been able to build maybe in person, but maybe also digitally over the course of the pandemic? So I've um, kind of experienced a lot of the same things that they have, but um, I already had like an online platform where you could order from my website and I would ship or whatever, but I hardly ever got any online orders. And then once the pandemic started, I actually had a tweet that went viral in June, 2020. And I just got so many online orders um, that for a long time, that's all I was doing was online orders. Um, and so that really kind of shifted my, my, um, my customer base because it had expanded on a much larger scale. Um, so, of course, I had to pivot and become more um, more focused on networking online um, versus like local marketing and um, reaching out to my local community. Like I've kind of started doing these weekly newsletters and um, just kind of like Randy said as well, you kind of tailor your customer service to your customer and it's a difference in 
actually being able to get that experience and have someone who can recommend things to you based on what you've read in the past and what you what your your taste may be. We kind of learn our customers, um, especially our repeat customers. We we know them and we know what they like. We we talk to them about their um, their daily lives, and I noticed also that when I reopened um, internally um, at my actual brick and mortar store. I had a lot of customers who were just coming by because they wanted to talk, um, like elderly customers who hadn't, you know, been able to, or they don't have any family nearby or didn't really have anyone to talk to on a regular. They would just come in and just talk, um, you know, and I feel like bookstores do that for their community outside of, you know, providing literature and um, educational things to the community. But we also are kind of like a safe space for people to come and, you know, be able to connect with someone that they feel like they trust us, not just with their books, but also, you know, um, within the community. I remember your tweet going viral. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about that and what it was like to kind of go viral on Twitter. And and then you mentioned kind of kind of having to catch up with the demand that you saw after that. But tell us a little bit about that and what that experience was like. It was very wild, to say the least. Um, I went from just being in Martinsville, super small. So a lot of people don't even know where Martinsville is. So I went from being um, just, you know, a regular independent bookstore seller in a small town to now people are choosing my store to actually come and buy their books. So um, I spent a lot of hours at the computer, just filling online orders that summer. Um, And it was, it was wild in a good way, but also it kind of, it gave me imposter syndrome a little. Um, it just, I don't know. It, it was weird having my name come up with like, you know, oh, this is the, the go-to book. So it was weird. Um, but I'm grateful for, you know, everyone who, who does continue to shop with me. And um, I'm always promoting other bookstores as well. So I, we just have a really good community, I think. Um, Sarah Ellen, when we look forward to the future of independent bookstores, I think a lot of them, obviously, like you guys were mentioning, you found new customers in new ways. You found old customers in new ways. Um, what are you looking forward to? And especially, you know, tomorrow being Independent Booksellers Day, um, kind of what are you anticipating for the future of uh, Givens and, and independent bookstores in general? We always just love our customer base. Yes, you said new and old alike that are all about the support local. And that's not just us. Like we even encourage like shopping at your local hardwoods, hard, hardware store and your restaurants and other things. So it just helps the heart of the community, I think. And so we try to partner with schools and just different other businesses because it just helps bring community together and a place and it makes us unique here. Um, but the future we are excited about we are hopeful just because we do see a growth in our customer base, not only here, but, you know, out, a little bit outside of Lynchburg and other places, family that may be outside of can order things for their family that's here. So that was really encouraging to see. And so people see a new way to connect to family and friends who may be not with them. And so we're sometimes just that connecting piece, I feel like, with our community. And it's just exciting to see what that means for Lynchburg and here just in Virginia with all these independent bookstores and just partnering together. When we do these big events is always fun because we get to see what other bookstores are doing and um, learn about new bookstores that, you know, I didn't know were just around the corner from us. So that's always fun. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Randy, what is the importance of independent bookseller uh, day in your eyes? And will you guys be doing anything in recognition of, uh, of this book holiday? Sure. Well, I think the importance of an independent independent bookstore is, and, you know, people can go in and they can go online and they order something. But what happens is when people go online to order, they have a specific book in mind. They go on, they search for it, they find it, they order it. When you come into a used bookstore, you're not, some people come in to, for, for a specific book, but they end up walking out with something else. So it's not like you're, you're looking to find a book, a book finds you. They walk through, they're like, wait a minute, I didn't even know this book was here. And they grab it and, and, and hopefully buy it. And that's the adventure. And I think that's part of what independent bookstores are about. It's part of the adventure of going in and you got this wide selection of things that you didn't even know existed perhaps. And uh, you end up finding a treasure. And we, we have books from the 1600s all the way up into the 2020s. And um, people always find something. They always come in and they're like, wow, I didn't know this was here, you know? And so that's really the importance of an independent bookstore. And as far as celebrating independent bookstores day, you know, it's basically, to me, it's just like every day is a celebration of an independent bookstore. A town is not a real town without a used bookstore. Um, and I really feel strongly that, um, and I've had some support from uh, the community here. They've been posting some stuff about go to the in bookstore in town for independent bookstores day. Um, it's a real collaboration when you open up a business such as a bookstore between the town and the bookstore, and you both have to support each other. And uh, that's one of the advantages I have here in this town, and I'm sure they have in their towns too, is that mutual support you get from the town and, and, and the bookstore. And it's, it's just a, a, a great uh, cooperative um, way to do things. I love that you mentioned about the books finding you. If you'll indulge me in a story for a second, I kid you not, two years ago, I was in a bookstore elsewhere in the state and I was just browsing and I walked past, I don't know how it happened. This book like flew out of a shelf. I didn't touch it, flew out of a shelf, fell on the floor, picked it up, it had a fish on the front cover. My dad likes to fish. I thought maybe he'll find this interesting. Father's Day is coming up, sent it to him. It's his favorite book in the whole world. And it literally just flew out of the shelf at me. So I totally believe in the fate of uh, books finding you. So I'm, I, I love that you make that point. Um, it's Deshanta, amazing how uh, often it happens, by the way, how often a book falls off a shelf and somebody grabs and goes, wow, this, this is great. And they buy it. Happens all the time. Uh, it's crazy. And I think that's kind of the magic that, that happens and when you get to physically hold those books, for sure. Uh, Deshanta, uh, to you, the, the, where, where do you find the value in taking a day and setting it aside specifically to celebrate independent bookstores? Like you said, bookstores are, you know, we should be celebrated every day. And I feel like our communities do a good job of celebrating this every day. But um, to take a specific day and say, hey, we're going to acknowledge independent bookstores on this day, it really is, it, it's a great feeling because you have all of these, um, that like you're able to see, like she, like she said, all of the things that other bookstores are doing, we come together, we kind of interact with each other a little bit more. Um, and also it kind of gives us like a little competitive edge with some of the other bigger name bookstores and um, online platforms and whatnot that sell books. So um, it's, a good drive to continue to get people to support independent bookstores. Um, 
everyone may not realize the importance of having a bookstore within your community. And, you know, I think a lot of times people can get caught up in the convenience of shopping online. Um, and just, if you know what you want, you know, go and buy it here and, you know, it's cheaper, but just having this day where it's like, Hey, these people are doing this every day and they're giving back to the community, impacting the community. So let's acknowledge them. It's a good feeling. Have you guys been doing anything uh, to celebrate the holiday or is it just going to kind of be something that you keep in mind tomorrow? So we've been um, participating in Spirit Week this week, um, which was has been headed by American Bookstore Association. And um, so we've just been posting a lot on social media. And we, if anyone has participated throughout this week in the day and they come in and make a purchase, they would have received 10% off um, for their purchase for the day. Tomorrow we'll be doing um, our first kids reading since COVID started, which I'm really excited about because we used to do these once a month um, and we have not been able to do them in person since COVID. So tomorrow will be the first one since then. Um, and we'll have some door prizes and giveaways tomorrow as well. So I'm really excited about it. Sarah Ellen, um, how about you? Is there anything that Givens is doing in particular or any way that you'll kind of be heading into the holiday tomorrow? Yes, yes. We have also been doing Spirit Week. And so we've had some people when they come in dressed up, they get entered in for a drawing. So we've been giving away baskets. We'll give away another one later on today. Just as, just book goodies, just for thanking them, just participating and coming to their bookstores. Um, and then we also have a young man, an eight-year-old, actually, who is an author himself, who's from the area. So he's going to do his little book signing of his book, Clemens Van Fors Freedom. So the young man's name is Joshua Augustus. Clemens and he's just eight years old and he is going to come and do his book signing. So we're going to celebrate a young author and he gets to do that here. So it's going to be his first book signing. It's not his first book he's written, I have heard, but it's the first one that they have published. So um, that's just one thing we're going to do. And it's just going to be a lot of fun to celebrate as well as like um, Deshante, we are also going to be able to do a children's reading as well earlier in the day. And it'll be so fun just to see the little faces and just encourage reading and just the imagination that comes with it. So those are a few things that we're going to do. That's so great. I love I love to see kids with the enthusiasm. They're just like, yeah, I'm just I'm going to write a book. I can do that. I love that. I love it. All right. So now to talk about specific books, Randy, we're going to start with you, put you on the spot. Is there something that you are reading right now that you want to share um, and uh, and or any other books that you kind of have uh, highlighted in your store right now? Right now, actually, I'm reading a book um, by uh, a Kenyan by the name of Wangari Matai. She actually uh, won a Nobel, Nobel Peace Prize. Um, uh, I find that, that um, a lot of my reading, it changes from time to time, you know, of, of what areas of interest I have. Um, right now, what I'm really interested in is female writers from um, less developed countries, because right now they have a voice they've never had before. They're coming out with, it, with the way the internet has spread. These people are really writing some amazing stuff. And if I was if I was a young collector, that's where I would be doing my collecting. Wangari Matai, she writes about her life in Kenya. Um, she was raised in a very traditional family. She was actually taken to court for disobeying her husband and thrown in jail. But she started what was called the uh, the Green Party movement there in Kenya and was ended up being elected to parliament, a very well-educated uh, lady. So I find that their lives tend to interest me of people who have different lives than I do. So that's kind of where I've been concentrating on lately. Some of my more favorite fiction writers tend to be um, 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 
Shadow of the Wind by Ruiz Zafon. I mean, that's a fantastic book. We also have a lot of local writers here that have done some amazing books. I've got one by um, Susie Lawson. She did this book where she went around and interviewed um, musicians from Appalachian musicians. And she's also a photographer, so she took pictures of all their work. And there's everybody from Doc Watson all the way into some, some of the teenagers who were playing some great music. And so that's a great local history book. So when it, when it comes to either having a favorite or what you're, what you're doing, I mean, there's just so much out there. It's hard to have one. Um, there's just a, a variety and that's the fun of it, I guess. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that, Randy. Um, Deshanta, we're gonna go to you next. What is currently uh, on your nightstand and or uh, is there anything that you're currently featuring in your store? Yes, so currently on my nightstand is Set Boundaries Fine Tees by Nadra Tawab. Um, I am, as a business owner, I'm sure Sarah and Randy can understand um, just how hectic it is running a bookstore every day. Um, so I don't get, and I also have two children, so I don't get to read as much as I would love to. Um, but this is one book that kind of keeps me on track with keeping my boundaries in place, not only with myself, but with other people, um, because it's easy to get sideswept with all the things that you have to do. So if I don't have like my boundaries in place, then I'm just a mess. But this book really, I literally keep it on my nightstand and just kind of refer back to it when I need like a little um, little pick me up or some, some extra guidance. Um, and then my book club just finished reading The Personal Librarian. Um, it was really good historical fiction book about, um, it's based on true events, but it is fiction. Um, and it was two authors, Marie Benedict and Victoria Chris, Christopher Murray, who um, collaborated on this book. And it's about um, a Black woman who passes as J.P. Morgan's personal librarian and kind of her journey as his personal librarian and just um, her navigating that world, trying to understand the um, that that world that, you know, she clearly is not supposed to be a part of, but just watching her figure out how it works and just being able to get away with it. Um, it's really, really a good book. I'm literally taking notes on all of your guys' recommendations because these all sound so good. I'm so thrilled uh, that you're sharing with us today. Um, and if you're watching um, you know, on Facebook too and you want to chime in and let us know what you're reading, we'd love to hear from you guys. Sarah Allen, we'll uh, wrap up with you. What is currently on your nightstand or is there anything else in the store that you wanted to highlight? Well, currently um, I am, I tend to have multiple books going, like I read one at night. I'm also listening to an audiobook through Libro FM, which is great because they support local bookstores. But um, I recently finished Love and Saffron by Kim Fay. This one was, it's a short read, but it is so sweet. Um, it was an exchange of letters between two women in the 60s, different generations. And it just starts with a columnist who wrote about um some food and stuff like that. And saffron was mentioned and it's just an exchange of letters. So you also get recipes actually within these letters, not necessarily written down as a recipe, but just kind of like, as you're talking, like cooks will talk and it just kind of comes about. It was just a beautiful book of friendship and letter writing. And it made me want to like sit down and write a letter. So it was very nice. And a customer even asked, she was like, what would you go back and read again? And I would say, this is one I would go back and read it again, just because it was so sweet and good. Um, I always love This Tender Land by William Kent Kruger. His stuff is always great. Um, he has, of course, a mystery series. 
but um, I love Miss Tenderland. It's just, I don't know. It's just a place. It's a book that becomes your friend. Like we talk about bookstores, you find friends and people, but also you find it in books. And this one, you see these orphans find out what family means. And sometimes that looks a little bit different and people don't always look like you when they're your family. So that's another one that I love. So um, yeah, I just, it's so much fun just to read and just find out all these different people's stories and be part of it um, and then get to share it with somebody else. So those are some of my reads. I love that. Um, the one that I just finished earlier this week, um, I, I'm not sure I'm going to pronounce the last name of the author correctly. It's Washington Black by Essie Edigan or Edigian. I'm not sure. It's one that I found at a, at a, a independent bookseller in Colorado, just kind of picked it up and said, this looked interesting. And man, I had too many late nights because that book just kept me up. And I was like, okay, I just kept to go to the next chapter. And that was a thrilling read. And uh, another one that I um, just picked up this week, The Tea Girl of Hummingbird Lane by Lisa C. I've read the first chapter, really enjoying it so far. So I'm excited to sink into that this week and especially think because I think Sunday is going to be kind of a rainy day. So I think that feels like it's going to be the perfect day uh, to read. So um, I am so thrilled that I've been able to have the opportunity to have each of you join us today. Um, final thoughts or anything else that you guys would like to share um, about your um, store or independent booksellers day in general? We'll start with you, Sarah, and then go around the table. Is there anything else that you'd like to add or, or like I said, let people know about your store? Um, just thank you. I mean, really to the communities that support not only our store, but the others around. And it's just so much fun to create those friendships. Um, we have customers come in and it's just so much fun to talk books with you guys. So if you're not shopping at a local bookstore and you're listening in, I mean, just find your closest bookstore, your local one, your independent. And cause we don't just love to read. We love to share what we read. And so just getting that just few minutes to chat with you guys is a lot of fun. Um, and then we also take recommends from you guys too. So always share what you're reading with us because it helps us know maybe what to broaden on our reading list. And, um, we just really, we have fun here at Givens and it's just a fun place to be. And we appreciate all of our customers and future customers. And thanks for letting us be part of the independent book world. Uh, Deshanta, we'll go to you next. Anything else you'd like to let people know ahead of, uh, independent booksellers day tomorrow or anything else you'd like to let them know about your store? I just want to um, go back to what Sarah Ellen had said about Libro. Um, it's a wonderful platform for independent bookstores where you can download audiobooks um, and you get a, a credit each month. Uh, that and it's a monthly subscription, but you can get audiobooks and you can literally choose an independent bookstore to pick and get your audiobook from. So we actually get support through the purchases that you make through Libra for, Libra for your audiobooks. And it's the same for um, for ebooks with Hummingbird. And there's an app for Libro and Hummingbird and independent booksellers are the ones who are, we get a profit off of that. So that is another way that you can support us if you, know, you, you're, you don't have time to physically read or you don't necessarily like to have a book, but you want to have it on an e-reader. Um, so those are other ways to support us as well. And um, just thank you for having us here today and giving us the opportunity to talk a little bit about our stores. Thank you. And thank you for those recommendations. I'll be sharing those uh, with my book club. They'll be thr thrilled to hear about that. Randy, we'll let you have the last word today. Anything else that you would like to share <laughs> about Oracle Books in Whitville or Independent Booksellers Day tomorrow? Sure. First, it's been a real pleasure meeting all of you. I've, I've really enjoyed it. it, it uh, booksellers are, are just 
have this have this connection somehow. Um, what I'd like to say is that people, when they you come to an independent bookstore, it's it's not like going to a, a regular store. It's not like going to Walmart. I can tell you that. Um, people tend to think that bookstore people who read books are antisocial and bookish and they're reading, but they want to have a conversation when they come in here. And what you'll find is we get a variety of people. We get you know kids from four all the way up into their nineties coming in here and they all want to talk about books and it doesn't matter the four-year-olds wants to talk about the book that they just read and they get excited about it or the one their mom read to them and you get 90 year olds who want to come in and I learn as much about books from my customers as as, as they probably learn from me probably more actually I probably learn more from them about different genres and stuff and uh I just like to close this with, with saying that um if if uh bookstores are just a special place. And uh, if you haven't been in one in a while, you need to go. It's a lot of fun. It has been my pleasure to host Sarah Ellen of Givens Books in Lynchburg, Randy with Oracle Books in Withville, and Deshanta with Books and Crannies in Martinsville. Thank you all so much for being able to join today. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. Hometown Stories is a production of WDBJ7 in Roanoke, Virginia. This episode was written and produced by me, Leanna Scacchetti, and edited by Ben Roquelmi. We'll see you next time. Hometown Stories is sponsored by Little Green Hive, because coffee is personal. Locations in downtown Roanoke, Daleville, and Grandin.